that nigga want, guy? Word up. Look out for the cops, though. Cash food. Word up. Two for fives over here, baby. Word up. Two for fives. Niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. Cash you know everything Yo. around Yo. me. Cream get. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash Take you on the around joint. Me. Cream get the here money. We, here we go. Dollar, Check dollar this bill, shit. Yo. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young dude, you're rocking the gold tooth. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. Unless started like this, son. What a badass song. Love that song. Isn't that a great song? Yeah. That shit instantly Fish. takes me back to like it, a childhood. Right? I, it was, it's crazy, bro. Like, that shit, it's a hype song. It's incredible what music does, right? You, one song can like, it, it hits that switch and you're like, and you're automatically in that spot again where you were doing loser laps in the Grove. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yep. Did you guys, you guys, I mean, you're originally from Jersey, but you guys didn't have loser laps in, in, in Jersey, right? I don't even know what that is. What's that? We'll get into that in a yeah, little we'll bit. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of the Hangout Hour. My name is D. I am Ox. And we have a special guest today, Jay Moreno from Jersey. Yes, yes. What's up, everybody? All right. For those of you that uh, do not know this, Jay was a one of the final contestants on NBC's uh, special Stand Up for Diversity. Yes, yes, that's true. Are you surprised that I remembered that? That is. That's a tough title right there. Exactly. I'm, I'm really surprised. You can't. You didn't remember that we have to work tomorrow, but you, you remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> professional, baby. Yeah, man. Sheesh. Yo, so um, great night last night. We were at Unseen Creatures. Awesome night. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was awesome. You laid it, it was, on. You're laying on the side. laid it on thick, huh? <laughs> um, for those of you who couldn't make it out, we, um, we, held, we hosted a show at Unseen Creatures, which is a local brewery right there in the uh, New Bird Road Art District warehouse area, just a block away from Lincoln's Brewery. And um, Molly Takedown killed it, as usual. And then we had our, our, our intermission entertainment for the band, which was Jay. He came out, and uh, if you were listening, if you weren't a part of the rude motherfuckers that were in the back of the brewery, <laughs> Uh, if you heard his set, it was actually hilarious. I, the, the closet, having sex in the closet yes. is hilarious. So hopefully we can touch on that later. Real life shit, right? Real life shit. And then, um, you know, I was looking through your stuff today and I saw that video, man. And I was saying when you, when you pulled up, I was like, dude, that video is spot on. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to follow Jay Moreno on Instagram and go to one of his earlier videos. And it's basically, uh, how dads babysit. And uh, just a just to kind of like paraphrase the video for you, um, he uh, he's laying down in bed. The kids are going at it, and then he just, he does the whole Hispanic, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> and then he goes back down. No, they, but that, with the long look, yeah, because he's looking at the kids and looking at them like, and then the kids get quiet. But it's that long look that really like <laughs> emphasizes. That's what enforces. If you if if I have to get up from this motherfucker, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> It was great, bro. Um, so yeah, man, we're gonna take a nosedive into um, into everything uh, that's that's brought you here currently in, in your career. Um, as we said earlier, you're originally from Jersey. Yes, yes. Are you a big sports fan, or or what's up? I am. Yeah, yeah. I like football, baseball, everything. All right, but are you a, any? Are you a Miami fan, or are you you? No, no. Um, 
So being from Jersey, I I, uh, I used to watch the Knicks a lot, basketball. But I'm a Cowboys fan, football. How, how did that How did that work? I know it's a little weird. So how it worked? Um, my father was not into football. Usually you get it from your dad or somebody, right? Um, but when I was like 12 or 13, that's when Dallas was like winning all those championships. Yeah, with Emmett Smith, Troy right. Aikman. And so about 12 is when you start understanding sports and watching sports. So it was like when I turned the TV on, there was Dallas, and that was it. I chose them in America's football team. Till this day, here we are. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. And then, um, so you you met? You're married? I'm or, not married. Or, um, you know, I'm in a relationship. Been together ten years, ten plus years. You have kids? We have two kids. Yes, two little boys, seven and four. They're good. How did they like to the transition from? Up north, down here, down south. Um, the kids, you know, they get accustomed to everything. Kids are, are resilient like that. They're, but they're they're flexible, right? Yeah, they it's don't us even that, realize what's going it's on. Us that puts they're that Teflon, in, man. It's right, us. That, right. It's us that puts that in their mind. They go, oh "My God, what's gonna happen to the kids?" And when the kids can fucking, especially that young, yeah. they adapt. They adapt real, real, real good. Yeah, they already like forgot about Jersey. They don't even remember Jersey. Well, at least they know? have beaches and shit here. Absolutely, it's so much better for kids, man. Winter sucks, and for you too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, um. What got you into comedy, brother? Oof. I started comedy when I was 25 years old. Long time ago, man. Oh, what? And uh, how I got into it? Yeah. It's a crazy story, man. I wasn't that person that was like a theater person or like, you know, I wanted to do comedy or I did all of the school's plays and everything. I didn't do any of that. But I, uh, I was bartending at this place in Montclair, in Montclair, New Jersey. And there was this little bar that had a, a sign outside for comedy shows. And I used to drive past this thing all day. And I was a fan of comedy, you know, watched the Def Jams and all that stuff. And it had a number and I called it and this viejita picks up and it turns out she's the producer of the show. This little old 75 year old lady. She just loves comedy. and She's throwing comedy shows. I start talking to her. We're talking and long story short, by the end of the call, he's like, you're doing five minutes on the next show. I don't know how the hell that shit happened. <laughs> I must have said something funny. She's like, you seem funny. Come do comedy. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just calling to see what time is the show. I just want to go. You, yeah. you were just inquiring to go see the show. I just wanted to go. Like, how, where can I get tickets? Oh, okay. By the end of that phone call, I was on the, the next show. And I'm like, what the <laughs> f*** just happened? And that's how it happened, man. And then, you know, I went home. I remember I rented all these DVDs. I'm aging myself with that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it was like Blockbuster was still yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And I went and, like, rented all the Def Jams and, every, and just watched everything. But not for the comedy, for like how they move and how, you know, how are the jokes set up. And timing, right? Right, right. Because timing is It a was big like thing. I studied, like I, I studied all week and I wrote some jokes and I went and did it and that was it, man. Do you remember your. Do you... I do. My first set I ever did is on YouTube, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. How, oh. how, how nerve wracking was that? It was. It was pretty nerve wracking. But let me tell you, it was surprisingly. Natural? Comfortable. Yeah, like I did really well on my first time ever. At that stage, stage with La Viejita? Yes. Well, that's your calling, bro. It was, yeah, it was weird, man. Was it a long five minutes or was it like, oh, fuck, it's five minutes already? Um, no, yeah, it went quick. I mean, like, you know, I took up the paper with me. I was like reading out the paper, but it, it was, was a, smooth. It got a bunch of laughs and it was like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe what happened, you know? Who's that black comedian that comes? He's on the Old Spice commercials. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? He's a comedian. You know the guy who does the Old Spice commercials? Yeah. And he, he goes up, when he goes up, he has a notepad with him. Oh, Dion Cole. That guy, yeah, that's yeah. him. And then he, he, <laughs> He'll, he says a joke off the thing, and then with a the paper, yeah, yeah, and, a pe yeah. and then he'll scratch it off. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Keep, keep talking into this thing. Is this what does what does this thing do? Uh, th this this is a microphone. You can so, suck my microphone. We don't talk like this. We talk like this. You can suck my microphone. <laughs> so did um so you did your first gig, and like did, were, 
your family supported you, your chick, she supported you, you think like you're fucking, you're crazy. Yeah, well, I wasn't even with my wife yet okay. at that point. But um, yeah, my family was behind it, you know. I just thought I was trying something out, but stuff happened really quick. I remember like three months into that, I won a comedy competition in New York. Oh, shit. Which landed me like an audition for something. It just like started rolling super fast when I got in. Yeah, because we were talking briefly last night, <clears throat> and uh, you were on your game. But then something happened that you took like a pause. Like, didn't you tell me that you took like a little bit of a pause? Oh, you from f- comedy, yeah, yeah. When I had my kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was doing it for a while, almost seven years. And then my kids came and that was a wrap. Not a wrap. I, I did it all the time, but not as much like every day hustling. Yeah, yeah. It's hard when you're in Jersey. Most of the shows are in New York City. So you have to, you have to that commute. commute in every night, you know, five o'clock, head to New York, start running around New York, do shows. With a day job, I'm assuming, right? Because you had a day job right. all the time. You had to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to, damn, that's. And so having an infant at home, is, it's. Yeah. You can't do it, man. It's, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, it's funny you were saying about the, um, the La Viejita, because I, I, I believe the comedy store in, in California is the same way. It was owned by uh, a lady. It's family. It's uh, Pauly Shore. Like, his family owns it. What? Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Really? You know, I met Pauly Shore once here. Here we Beach. go. Jesus Christ. What? what? I hope I'm right about that. But yeah, I think so. Uh, well, back to that, I was told, or I think I saw a documentary. I don't know what the fuck. But it was like a, the, the lady bought it from, like, the, the original building. At first, like, but it didn't. It didn't start off as a comedy club. It didn't, and then she bought it out of spite, and then she just had comedians start coming and coming and. Because I think it was a nightclub. Okay. I th- I think the original. I think what I remember, if I and forgive me if I'm incorrect about this, but I believe it was a nightclub, and then she took part of the nightclub because somebody said, "Oh, you should do like a something with a comedy or something," and then she she blocked off part of the that whatever it is to be the comedy store. And then she started making the gigs there and do the comedy shows. And then little by little, it started to grow. Right. I've never been to it. Have you ever yeah, been to no, the No, I've never been there. Supposedly, <clears> it's pretty big. I mean, it's, yeah, it has several different rooms. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm trying to think of the documentary I was watching. But, um, so then it, you started touring around in, in up north. Right, right. And then you take your break. And then did you... Did you jump back in the mix of things when you were up there before you came? Or? No, here, here's where I came back to it. And what was that decision? Uh, what what led to that decision? Better, better said. Um. Well, since we moved here, you know, I was working. Uh, when I I do air conditioning service, so I was in the union up there. When I came down here, the union transferred me. So I didn't even have to look for work. I just went right into work. Oh, that's good. Like industrial AC, yeah. Um, but it was just tough, man. Miami, I'll give it to them. You guys work hard as shit down here. But like, take take me For through real. take yeah with the air conditioning down here the air conditioning business here if that's one thing you want to do in Miami is ACs. the AC business is yeah, yeah. Be a good one but I just mean in general like you know like the culture down here like you know with the Cubans and everything like I can't find time man I yeah. can't I can't bro like, everything here's a hustle baby yeah it's, it's all about that yep is it different like did you have to kind of like change your act from from the typical people that would go to your shows up north to down here like you kind of like adapted to the culture and then like made your stick around. Yeah. The community here? Yeah, I did. When I first started doing comedy, well, to get, answer your other question, the reason I got back into comedy um, was I left. I left the union, left working, and started a business. And the businesses are going well. And we were like, I had the freedom. And comedy never left. You know, my wife understood that I always loved comedy. And so when the freedom was there, she was like, this is it. You know what I mean? You want to do comedy? Now you're working. 
you're making money easy. You know, you're not working for it like that. <clears throat> so now I'm free and I'm doing it. Oh, good. Well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was an easier transition for you as well when you're here. You're like, okay, well, and then the support of your spouse or your partner. Yeah. It's it's it, that that's a big thing. We have it on our end too. You know what I mean? Like anything that comes with the show or anything that we have to do, usually our girls are like, let's go. We're all hundred percent in. So. Yeah, at first I think they thought that this was like, oh, what the fuck are these two guys inventing now? You know, I, but... A hundred percent. Well, I was single at the time. I had just gotten divorced. Right. And we were in the middle of the pandemic. He picked up his, his current, his, his girlfriend now saying, hey, what's up? I'm on a podcast. She like, right, She's like, see? oh my God, I'm a fan. That's it, yeah. It no, actually, the way it was, is like, <laughs> oh my God, you're Ox. Oh my God. From the podcast. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um... At, the, at first, I'm sure, because his wife, we, we've come up, this is not the first, like, this, this is evolutionized. So at first, evolutionized? Is that a word? I believe it is. It, it is now. Correct. Ecuño. So I was, I was single, so I didn't, have to, I didn't have to ask permission from anybody, you know what I mean? But I know him and his wife was like, sure, be whatever you want. Here we go again with the next idea. <laughs> yeah, because dude, as you're sitting here, and like, my wife, when we bought this house, um, it was big. She's a garage person. I've I've never been a garage person. Okay. So, she wanted the garage, and I played music at the time with a bunch of my my friends that I grew up with. So I always envisioned having my own little like man cave, my my little music room, which we're here right now. Yeah. And uh, so when I did that, it was like a, already a slow step. Like she sees that the writing on the wall, she's like, "Oh my god, what's this fucking guy inventing now?" And then we would jam, and then I feel bad for her because. <clears throat> I'd have people here, and sometimes the music sounded great, and then sometimes it sounded like a banshee on the microphone <laughs> until like one o'clock in the morning. My daughter has been trained to fucking sleep through all this noise. Music lasting, yeah. Wow. And then when I tell her, "Wait, we wanted to start the podcast," she's like, "Here we go." But you know what? Um, I think in anything that we do, uh, having that push, that driver, even if they're not driving you, you should be your own drive. You shouldn't have anybody else push you. You're but right. having that that support system. Absolutely. Next to you, you know, and it's actually, you know, it's something to be said, like your kids, you're, you have two boys, you said, yeah. they're going to grow up seeing, you know, what you went through, what you endured during your, your journey. And, and it kind of builds character on your kids too. Or we like to think so at least, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's big. Yeah, man. Shout Dude, out to the wives. So, yeah, shout out to the wives. Man. Hey, yeah, yeah. Cheers to the wives, man. <laughs> Dude, speaking of wives. <clears throat> I go to a guitar center today, and uh, you guys, the, the live is hearing us better because we, of course, Tweedledee and Tweedledum here, we're, we're, we're learning as we, we go. We finally right, did right. it. We finally got one right. Nice. I went and bought a, a, a device so we could stream and the audio is better. So I'm there, and, you know, the guys in guitar center know who we are and because like, we fucking go and they take our money. And um, I see these two girls at the... Um, at the booth, at the register, in the, in the audio section, where Ed works, okay. and, and, and Roy. So I see Roy, what's up, buddy? So I'm waiting for him to, like, help me out, and I see this, these, bro, these typical Miami chicks, wearing the, you know, the, the, one of them's in this loose dress with these huge, like, fucking glasses. The bug eye glasses? Yeah, huge, with her fucking Fendi bag, and the other one, like, she just fucking got out of the gym. And they're, oh, blah, 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 and they're talking. So I see all the stuff that they're buying, and I see that they have a mixing board, some microphones, and um, it's evident to me that they're starting a podcast. So I look at them, 
Did, and you, did you chime in? I did. Absolutely. Come on. Could, you couldn't stay quiet. Could I you? couldn't. So I, but I didn't chime in just to chime in because I honestly had a question. So I see the, the board she has. I don't want to say anything negative. Maybe she couldn't afford like the type of equipment we, I don't, whatever. So I go, you guys starting a podcast? She just fucking looks at me and she was like, yeah, we are. And she, I'm like, oh, okay. What's the name of your podcast? She's like, I don't know yet. Like, I don't know. She, I don't know yet. I'm okay. With an attitude like that? Yeah. And she's like, something about moms with attitude. I'm like, well, that, that, that sounds pretty it's good. It's very befitting. There you go. Like, yeah. Right? So then, uh, whatever. She, she gets her stuff. I'm like, well, hey, good luck. You know, I didn't plug our show or anything because whatever. That's surprising as well. Well, yeah. But, you know. The hey, attitude, I, the we, attitude throw yeah, you off. Yeah, completely. I'm like, hey, yeah, I got a podcast too. Like, You're so sensitive. It's, and it's such a saturated industry right now. Like, fucking people have toenail clipping po- podcasts. Yeah, you know? so They're everywhere. They're everywhere. So uh, I go to the, uh, Roy. I go, hey, man, uh, th- they're going to be real successful. The charisma is just fucking out there, man. They're, <laughs> they're going to be great. He's like, yeah, I don't know. But fuck it. They just spent so much amount of money here so fuck it i'll sell them i'll sell them a bull if they want one how, right how much money did they spend <laughs> well and that was my follow-up question to roy i'm like hey man the board that they had like the one we bought we bought the road and he's like don't worry bro you you got you got better equipment it's just you know budget i'm like all right cool but i was super offended by this shit. like i don't know yet you know like looking at me i'm like this fucking girl bro okay buddy everything's gonna be okay i know yeah, about it look 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 i'm fucking like <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy bro Hey, so uh, <clears throat> let's get back to the comedy for a second. Um, can you tell us, so what, like, let's take it back to like when you were 25 and you started at, in New York and New Jersey and, and that up north section. What, what clubs did you tour? How often were you touring? Uh, was it an every night, two or three, two or three shows a night? Because we hear comics that come in here, especially a good friend of ours, Danny Boy, which you know, yeah, uh, he would tell have. us that he was two, three, four shows a night, just fucking any, anything and everything just to get on stage. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how was that for you up there? Uh, yeah, that's how it was. I would literally get on the train about 5 o'clock, 5, 6 o'clock, head in and start doing shows. In New York, there's so much comedy, you could do 5, 6 shows a night, all week long, 7 days a week. Unlike here. Right. And not maybe you're not book shows, open mics. There's open mics that start at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, shit. So you can just go. There's a happy hour open mics at 4 o'clock, you know, so you can just run all day long. That's pretty cool. And just jump around, jump on a train, hit another one. Is it is it true with the later shows? It's for the least experienced comics. How does that work? Especially like, like a mic. You mean a uh, like an let's say like an open mic, and there's an open mic at one o'clock in the morning. That's not for the. No, there's not a least experienced whoever man. It's, it's you know it's crazy over there. It's just cutthroat. It's people are signing up everywhere and, and anything and everything to and get on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's just to get that exposure out and put the jokes out and stuff like that. Yeah. And how's it been when you've been here to Miami? I know Miami. We only have the well, rope. The real big one, which is the improv. The improv, right? Right. That's the only one. They just opened Dania Beach has one. Dania, Dania Beach. Dania, Dania Beach. Beach. And then there's West Palm. Fuck me. The West Palm is the other improv, right? right? Which is another big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, and you would think, like, again, we sound like a broken record when we talk to Danny Boy and Carlos, but you would think in Miami, man, that and there's so many talented people here in Miami, right? For sure. And, like, what we were talking about yesterday, why we started the podcast, and, you know, it's to put people... Not to think that, or, or, so people could hear other people's stories that they could relate to. Not like, hey, if I fucking brought, brought in a, a, a multimillionaire comic in here, which would never happen, but you understand, like, they, they aspire to be these people when really the, the, the heroes are just next to you and they have the, the, most, uh, the, the most courageous stories of, of fucking taking right, that leap, right. right? So you would think in Miami, 
there's more bars that that do comedy, and I think if not, it's something that should start happening. Like it's yesterday, happening now, yeah. Like yesterday, unfortunately, we you know we we did we did the the comic the show at the this place, but it wasn't really set for comedy at that point. Like maybe if we after after the gig we we spoke and maybe if we would have opened with you, it would have been different. Yeah, right? I think that would have been the better move, opening. But it, it's kind of rough, so. It's like hit or miss now. Anywhere you go, like now I'm fucking worried. Anytime if I want to host a show, I'm probably like we were talking. It would just be a comedy show, you know. Have four right, right. or five comics come on, and you know what you're gonna go. You're, you're you're going to, you know. Right. Rather than all right, I'm gonna go fucking see a band play, and then I have a comedy, uh, a, a comic coming up, and it's like fucking. Yeah, kind of threw up. everybody off. Yeah, yeah, threw everybody off. But I think opening would work out fine. Yeah. But it was cool, man. It was still awesome. The people in front had a good show. Yeah, it was they great. They loved it. They loved it. No, it was fucking it, when you said, uh, happy birthday. And it was fucking, it was, it her, was birthday. her birthday. That, that was crazy. crazy. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Oh my God. Hey, so being a comedian, um, you know, I, I have to bring this up. And if you don't want to answer, you can like just key off, like shaking your. Okay. I'll give you a signal. Like, All right. Yeah. Oh. Let's talk about whatever. Let's go. Pick up a lot of chicks. As a comic? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, when I was in my 20s, you know, that's why you do it, no? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. You're like, oh, you saw me on stage? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was me. Of course. Um, you know, yeah, that's part of it. Especially in New York City, because there's a lot of tourism and stuff. So people don't know that you have to wake up and go to work. And yeah. They, do an AC job, you know? Yeah. They think you're a star because you're in this club. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it comes with a lot of women. Um, funny story, when I was with my wife, I, I uh, used to open for Joey Vega. Okay. Joy Vega is Mark Anthony's opening act. If you ever went to a Mark Anthony concert, yeah. took your wives or something. <laughs> um, people don't usually see him though because they get you know Latinos are late and he's like opens up early. So every time I bring it up, they're like, "What? No, I just saw Mark." <laughs> like, you missed that shit. But um, I did a show for him, man, and then I became his opening act, which was pretty awesome. And we did this big club in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Probably like three hundred people in there. Both had great sets, killed it. The club gave us this VIP section. And this girl just comes up to me and she's like, you were awesome. You're hilarious. I want to fuck you. What? And I was just like, what? That, yeah, my wife is right here. No, this is, I can't do none of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, all right, well, I'll take her too. What? Like the for a threesome. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I swear to God, true story. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm down. Well, you got to ask wifey. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you that's when you look at your wife. Can you believe this girl? Can no, but this? she walked over it because my wife was over there, and I'm like with fingers crossed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I see my wife doing the hell no thing from a distance. I'm like, oh god. That's oh. when you follow in suit, like when she's. Like, can you believe this girl? Like, I know, sicko. Shit in the back of your mind, you're like, damn, so close, dog. Yeah, but that was a moment when my wife came to me like, this is why you do this shit, and I was like, no, I just I don't know what the fuck's going on. You know? <laughs> But man, you get a lot of moments like that, you know, for sure. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I could, you know. How's the exposure been for you? I know you told us a story last night too that you, you went to Naples not too long. Naples, right? Not too long ago. Yeah, off the hook comedy club in Naples. So how's the exposure been, too. especially that you've been down here what three years now? Has the exposure grown for you again as it has it did in the past? Or yeah, I mean, I just I got into comedy here what eight months ago. So oh I'm, shit! I'm just starting out, and I'm getting a lot of great opportunities. Um, I was able to do off the hook cause, uh, Gina Brion was there, but she's an old friend from New York that I knew, you know, we That's did crazy. shows 13 years ago when I saw she was there. She's on up. the map now. She's on America's Got Talent right now. Like 
tomorrow. I think it airs Tuesdays or something. Shit, bro. She's on it right now. You vote for her, please. Yeah. Everybody vote for Gina <laughs> Brielle, man. Check it out for real. And and she was running in the same circles as you up in New York. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And so, but she blew up, obviously. That's kind of my thing that I, I talk to other comics about. I always tell them, don't quit. Because in that short period, I quit for like four years. And everyone who I ran with when I was doing it has something going on. You know, they're on TV, they're touring, Netflix special, whatever it is. They never stopped, you know. And um, the, you heard that? We can't stop. Don't stop. Man. Don't stop. Because everybody else is going to quit. And then you guys will be the only ones left. Yeah. Seriously, that's how it works out. man. I'm just glad for our, our 700 followers, you know. That's something, man. That's something, right? We were talking yesterday because uh, I was telling you, like, we're drinking and, you know, we're doing the, the dude thing at the bar drinking. And I, I go up to Jay. I'm like, man, you ever wonder how some guys here pick up the chicks that they're with? Like, it's a really good looking guy or I'm sorry, good looking girl. And no, it's like a let's talk about you're not going to speed past that. First part there. What do you mean, good-looking guy? Like, get get into that. No, no, I, I, that was a, that was, <laughs> that was a typo on your part. Yeah, correct. Deleted. Uh, <laughs> Control I'll delete. I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. We I'm, I'm it. here for you, buddy. I'm, we're all supportive. It. We all heard it. 2021, yeah. baby. Um, but I was telling, you, I was like, yo, do you ever wonder how these fofos get these dimes? And he's like, he's looking at me. I'm like, like I'm a fofo, and I got a dime, and I'll tell you what it is. Like, you have to work at it now right like if you're a, a beautiful woman and you get a guy that you know i'm 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 above average you know but uh if you on on whose spectrum <laughs> well i am on, on what like on what curve are you like no curve brothers it's zero to ten i'm a fucking like i've said it before and don't make me say it, but i'm a strong seven bro I'm a strong seven. There you go. Confidence is important. <laughs> you know what that means, right? When somebody tells you no. confidence is important, no. you know what that means, right? I'm a strong seven. <laughs> strong, like physically strong? Or no, like, no, no, no. Oh, like, like, you know, appearance-wise. No. Okay. Maybe a little frail, but, you know, I'm a strong seven. I it. always say, bro, the, the one time that you were a solid seven was the day you got married that you were in that tux. Mm. No, bro. Okay. I, had, like, I had to shave. I had the papa face. You still have a papa face, bro. I know. It's but more it, like my langa face now. But it's hidden. It's hidden. <laughs> Bro, I used to model. I showed you the evidence yesterday. Here we go again oh, with okay. this fucking model. You saw the house pictures. You, with. you saw exactly. it, right? It looked like, it looked <laughs> the like that, weird, that weird kid in front house. of that fucking mansion. Then Casper oh, the Friendly yes. Ghost. That's what he showed me. Bro, I, I tell him, yo, I used to model, man. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, bro, look. So you I showed show him a picture of a random kid wearing some knickers <laughs> and a fucking Two pirate shirt. Yo, I look at him and he goes, what the fuck are you dressing up for? A haunted house? <laughs> Yeah. Two yeah. random fold up pants that fold two around your random knee. white kids and a pair of knickers and a fucking pirate shirt. Bro, my a- grandmother used to, uh, said she used to sew for this, this label. What is it like a, a company that would send the clothes off for like weddings, high end weddings and stuff? And I was a very very good looking kid. Well, whatever you gotta tell yourself to wake up. Well, is that what you there tell you yourself go. in the morning? Like when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're contemplating life, you're like, I used to model and. All that. There's like a list of things I go through just to get up. Like, all right, I'm good. It is good. <laughs> you know? Got to start the day right, man. Yeah, start the day right. So we were talking yesterday. I'm like, yeah, man, do you, you know, some of these guys, like it just, the guy and girl, the, the guy and girl, it just doesn't add up. So I was telling him, what was it I was, I was saying? Like, you know, I think it's like some of these guys, it's definitely like, okay, this guy's the guy that's probably doing all the dishes, the laundry, whatever. You have to like, 
really hunker that down, right? It's like stock. You're really invested in that. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I think like in the back in the day, it used to be that good looking women had to be with good looking guys and vice versa, right? I think this is my opinion, of course. Uh, I think now the times have changed, right? A big thing now is dad bods. Girls are really, really so into dad. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you're on the TikTok and you're looking at the TikTok and you're on the IG. On the TikTok. Yeah, these people, all they ever <laughs> talk about is dad bods. And oh my God, I would take a dad bod over a six pack. Whatever, whatever. So well, are these like pretty girls saying that? Or are they fucking Yeah, heifers? but then again, we don't know if it's true or not because it's on the talk, right? We don't know if it's true because they don't, anything to get on the, anything for the gram, right? Oh, right. is it TikTok or Gram, bro? Both. They're like in unison. It's kind of both. I've heard about it. It's, really? it's, it's, I don't believe it, but. It's a social huh. media. But what I'm saying is that more average guys are able to, there's a more level playing field for average guys than there is for that six foot blonde or black hair with the chiseled body and stuff like that. That's still in the market for those kind of people. And, but I think now it's. The doors have opened a little bit more for more average Maybe it's guys a security like thing for like a hot chick. Like, right? like, oh, this motherfucker, I'm a, I'm a 10. He won't ever fucking fuck this up. He won't cheat right, on He's me. not going to leave. He ain't going to leave. And what they're saying is that the frou-frou guys with the little pancita still can put down. You know what I mean? I know. Right. Story of my life, bro. So I'm sponsored by them. <laughs> I have a sponsorship. I'm telling you. Oh, bro. Yo, we're in style now, man. This yeah, bro. You have serious issues in your mind, bro. You you need to get you need to go get reevaluated. No, bro, it's confidence. You have to fucking show confidence. You know, like like in the movie The Boiler Room. You walk into the table, you walk into the room, you have to act as if. Act as if you got the ten inch cock. Wasn't that movie in New Jersey? Boiler Room? I don't know about that. You, you know, know the movie Boiler Room is? I know which movie, yeah. I don't know. So I just thought about that. <sighs> you solid seven. Get out of here with that. Seven, I, you man. know, I don't have to justify myself to you or anybody. This man sitting right here is a solid seven and a half at least. Perfect. <laughs> they perfect. A I'm a six. I'm a six and a half. You? I only see, like I said before, I only see fives and above. So five plus four is nine, baby. There you go. <laughs> okay, I'm on a- <laughs> there you go. Now you mathematicians. So you got any um background of comedy? Yes. You have uh anything lined up in the future? Right now, coming up, yeah. uh, I'm going to be at Miami Improv on Wednesday. This Wednesday? This Wednesday, I'm there. All right. Uh, they're doing a cool little show. It's like a comedy competition or something. All right, cool. We went, we went in, um, who was it that we went and saw? Brian. Brian Ka- Callen. Brian Callen? No, Brian. Do uh, you remember in the um, Hangover? In the Hangover? The guy from the Wedding Chapel? Um, Uncle Eddie? Mm, Eddie? Maybe. I don't know. Let me look it up. He did like a parody of 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, the good old interweb. But so we went and saw him. And, uh, you know, they had some of the locals, I guess the local comics, come up. And there was this girl, the little blonde girl. Brian Callen, yeah. Yeah. Um, that she came on. And like her oh, act. Okay, yeah, yeah. Her act is always the same. Like she, she comes on super mo- monotone. Like, hi, guys. Yeah, I am a girl. Like, cause she. Yeah, she, she did look like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> She she's at the Miami Improv, the one next to in Doral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? You don't know her name? No, but no, I, I don't I, she's local because I've seen her twice, and you know, it's she was kind of like the similar jokes from the first time. I guess it's like her set, right? But it's like, uh, she she she's there and she orders a pizza and she like was hoping, she she thinks of this crazy shit of like 
what if the guy's like a fucking serial killer and then like he's but she's kind of into it but she's kind of into <laughs> it but then the guy turns around she's like wait a minute i'm a chick you're not gonna fucking rape me like it was fucking <laughs> weird it was awkward but i was like fuck but she she's funny man so i didn't know if you if you ran with her uh i don't even know no i can't think of who that is but um you know there's you'll not- see she looks she looks like a 14 year old boy that when we saw her she was all dressed in black i don't know how she's dressing i don't know if that's her regular like setup for how she gets on stage but when she talks she's very like like Danny was saying, he was like, hey, guys, yeah, sorry you have to be here with me, blah, blah, blah. But she was the intro. She was basically like the host because after yeah. every comic, she would have come up and she okay. would keep on talking and introduce the comics. So. It was funny. Again, I, I like dry humor. Like I was telling you, Tom Segura is one of my, yeah, yeah. my guys, bro. What was the, because um, I really didn't get to hear it much yesterday. If you want to talk about the, the the joke you were saying about um getting caught in the in the closet. Oh. Yeah, when I talk about having sex, having kids, you know, I do a lot of jokes about kids and uh, having silent sex. You know, when you're parents, you got to learn to have sex. No sound. <laughs> Always in the walk-in closet or in the bathroom, <laughs> in the shower with the curtain closed, no water running. Just... Where, wherever you can get it in. <laughs> exactly, man. A stiletto up your ass. Right. <laughs> exactly, so man. The one that killed me yesterday was you're fat and you're out of breath. <laughs> I sound like Darth Vader when I'm having sex. <laughs> This is all true shit, man. This is it's funny because it's true, yeah. Because man, you, I, I've we've been there. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, you're coming out. You're like, what happened? Everything okay? Are you out of breath? No, watching cops and shit. <laughs> I heard banging. You're like, no, I had some sneakers in the dryer. Yeah, 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 don't worry yeah, about don't that. Don't worry about that shit. Mind your business. That's the worst, man. Because like my my daughter's seven, and like she's super super attached to my wife. So it's like, when you can get it in, you get it in. But it's yeah. and it's not like when you were dating, right? Like fuck it, you know, car sex is something now, bro. Like I, was, I, I say all the time, like yo, I don't care if we're going out back. Like, we have yeah. to pick up the baby by fucking nine, so I got a good ten minutes. Yeah, going sure. down. I don't care where the fuck it is. Yeah, I already got my outdoor spots, like you know. Oh, you do? Behind Danny's over there <laughs> by the tree and the th- over there by Farco. Where are you back. going? I know a spot. <laughs> and you park it. Go to Publix in the back, Korea. How embarrassing would that be? You Three get spots to the left. You'll know it. Just do it. You get you get like pulled over, like the cops pull up on you or something. Like, what the fuck, man? Can you go home and do that shit? And you're like, I got kids, man. You know? I got fucking Have kids. you ever hyperventilated when you're having sex? Let me do it here tranquilito, please. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. You start giving the guy a speech. Let me ask you a question, sir. Do you have any kids at home? Yeah. You're, you're, you're fucking questioning the cop now. That's funny. Yeah, man, it's tough, man. My kids don't play. You close the door in front of them, that's it. They're right there. Pa, pa, pa. Who, what happened? How funny is it that they're not doing anything, right? They're playing in their room doing shit. All of a sudden, you close your door, that's it. and they hear it. They have hockey ears. The next thing you know, they're like, hey, yep. what, what, what are you guys close the door for? Yep. What's going on in there? Hello, dad, mom. And you're like, hey, bro. You're home. Trying to get one in. Okay. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You got to learn to finish in like 30 seconds, man. That's all you got. It's even shitting, bro. Like, if you go, if you go to the bathroom, like, bro, I'll be on the fucking toilet. And it's like, this is why I just look and she, my daughter's just standing there, like, looking at me. I'm like, well, can you give me some privacy, please? Like, <laughs> this is Jesus. why I shit with the door open, bro. You got to shit with the door open. Well, yeah. I, I, have, I don't. I have I don't, a pocket door that just remains open. I don't, I don't shit with the door closed anymore. It's not. It's just. I'm, I'm waiting, bro. I'm like, it's going to happen one day where I'm in. The shit, because you know kids are sneaky. Like they'll then, sneak into but, the room. But and the thing about D is that he shits naked. No, I do not shit every naked. time. I do not shit. Takes off his stuff, and then he he, he puts the hand in the pee pee like that. So when people come in, he, nobody sees him. <laughs> no, 
No, but I am the guy that goes into the pub. I go to the public bathroom to the urinals and I drop my pants to my ankles. And I just, you walk into the urinal and I'm with my pants to my still, ankles. You just see an ass. ass out? <laughs> okay. I, I am that guy. You still that guy? I'm still that guy. Get, he, people puts come. Hand, he, puts his, he puts his hand on the wall. People pants to the floor and his ass is out. He gets like, loud. Ah. It's, it's crazy because you don't get the same effects like when you're a kid. Like you're a kid, you walk into the bathroom, you say, Ay, que lindo. Now I'm a grown ass man. What the fuck? Put that shit up, man. <laughs> Put that shit. I got a kid in here. But I, I was saying, so I, I'm my my daughter's super sneaky. So like, she'll she'll pop in and out on me, and I wouldn't even notice, right? Like I hear her talking. Like hey, my wife will be in the kitchen. Like, where's your dad? He's in the bathroom. Like, how the fuck does she know that? Right? Because she came in and out. So what I'm worried, I'm worried, the way my bathroom is set up, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't wipe my ass sitting down on the toilet. Like I'm a I stand up kind of guy, and I wipe my ass, right? Okay, right. I, I I just don't see how people can wipe on the toilet like towards your 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 Netherlands, you know? Like people People do that? I don't even some, I'm, a, I'm a stand up guy. Oh, you're a stand up. Some yeah. like this guy here, I believe he's a sit down on the toilet and wipe. Back kinda. to front? He goes what are you talking about? Like a front wiper? <laughs> you're a front wiper. I am a front wiper. That's disgusting. How is it? What like if you, you get go like, under the balls and then Yeah. That's disgusting. Okay. Never had it. That's interesting. I'm forty years old. In the in the six months that I have had a sexual active life, <laughs> not one person has, been, bro. Not one person has complained. Porecito, bro. Porecito, what? Porecita for her, like, bro. You, no complaints. You like when you're single, you gotta be at the low ready all the time. You don't know when it's gonna it's go down. Never, it's so never been an issue. You fucking go to what? What is that burrito place you go? You go to fucking salsa fiesta. You have a fucking hearty lunch, and then coño. <laughs> You know, salsa fiesta. You go uh, an hour later to the bathroom, and you're fucking a front wiper, bro. And let's say you're gonna go fucking at Hillstones for happy hour with your 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 date that you met you met on Bumble, and it gets a little you know little crazy. And now you're you're she's going down on you, and it smells like a fucking toilet. That's never been an issue, never. I don't know, bro. That's crazy. So back to my original story. I'm worried that I'm gonna wake see, my daughter being Look, so. Sn- read the, read the I don't chat. need to see that. Read the chat. That's a bias. <laughs> I'm worried that I'm gonna be standing up one day, wiping my ass, and like my daughter or some like walks in on that. You know, seeing the oh, leather Cheerio and all out is disgusting. Like I'm gonna ruin my you're, daughter's life. But not- you know what? She looked for it because I've told her many times. Yeah. Knock before you come in. You know. You're, you're really worried your daughter's gonna figure out that. Mommy, daddy has the same thing I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. That's it. I'm good. Good night, everybody. <laughs> kids are bad, dude. Like, and then it sucks because then they grow up so fast, right? Yeah. So it's like, so you, at one point you're wondering, like, when is she, is she ever going to walk through the bathroom again to surprise me? <laughs> oh, bro. Is that going to be me shit? I miss her watching I'm, me. I miss her I miss watching her. me shit. <laughs> you know, you used to do the cutest things when you were saying <laughs> You used to... Walk up and daddy when he was trying to shit. <laughs> or then like, you know, I get judged all the time by my wife because she says every time I go to the bathroom, it's like a fucking 30, 40 minute thing. So like, she's like, get off your phone, get off your phone. So like, I'll hear my daughter, like my wife saying, babe, can you come and do this? And she, my daughter will scream. He's on the bathroom. He's in the bathroom doing caca and he's on his phone, mom, like snitching on me. I'm like. But if we go back 20 years, it's the same difference of me being on a phone as if you were reading a magazine or reading the newspaper. Right. You know, dads, hey, would take the newspaper and he's reading the newspaper. So I don't understand what, where the felony crime is. You're me on my phone. I don't. I agree with you 100%. I Thank think you. that even with the door open, I just, it's, it's that 20, 
15, 20, 30 minutes until you realize that the bottom of your feet and your toes are numb and they're right. tingly. Well, it's the worst. When you yeah. get up and your legs are fucking numb. Yeah. I mean, at work and like the cleaning lady is coming by because the closet's there and she catches me like doing the slow walk out and I, and I tell them shit. I'm like, my legs fell asleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the, so I say it all the time. And this Cuban lady, she goes, she's like, but when you you have to. It's like you have to go do it and get out. You can't be sitting on the toilet for an hour. No, nah, like, man, dude, it's our safe place, man. It is, man. It's my thinking couch. Yeah, it really is. My thinking throne, better said. Me too, man. I'm always in there. Do you get a lot of um, material for your for your your set on the day to day interactions with your family, with your kids? Yeah, for sure. Right now, I'm running through. I got a bunch of material I'm doing about my kids. And stuff. Yeah. It's just everything, man. You know, comedians about just the world, what's going on in front of you, and turning it into comedy, your experiences with it. You know, how does your girl like? I know you. You said your girl's supportive about it, all that stuff. Your kids not really because they're they're too young to realize it. I'm sure when they get older, they will. But um, your girl doesn't take offense to like when you say a fucking joke or whatever the kids would be, and you use her or she's in the joke or whatever. She's, no, not at all, man. She's, she's good totally about that. Cool, yeah. That's good, She's man. totally cool about me being out. She's ready, like, go on tour. I can't wait for you to be on tour. Travel the country. You know, like, we're prepared, you know. She's not, we're not jealous or anything. That's great, man. She's I have that, supportive. I have that it. support there, man. It's really good. I mean, we spoke about it earlier. Yeah. I want to ask you, um, what, do you have a routine that you usually do? Uh, or better, better said, before you get on stage, whatever the venue may be, what is it that you do or how do you hone in on hey i'm about to go on stage it's go time i caught him doing it yesterday i saw him too he's in the back he was doing his little pacey work there but i just wanted to see you know let the viewers yeah i mean you know you have your set that you're usually gonna do but you also have to adjust when you see the crowd if it's a younger crowd older crowd you know some clubs like off the hook in naples they kind of want you to work clean so there's no cursing really yeah you have so, to like start programming yourself. right you have to like get ready for that because you'll get up there and they'll be like, what's up motherfucker <laughs> You know? Do you run through the set on that five, six minutes before you get up? You're like, okay, well, this is, remember the timing on this and hit this mark and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Or um, the jokes, you know, you kind of, that, that's what open mics are for. You practice the jokes through there. But um, yeah, for me, when I go to like a main show where I'm booked, it's just sort of picking what order, what jokes I'm going to say that night. And do you, do you hone in on something? Like if you see that they're really, the crowd's really, really interacting and engaging with like marital problems, for example. Right. Do you go into like a the like vault, a secret your, vault, your, yeah. your reserves, and like, oh, they were fucking really digging this, and you fucking, right. or you do it the opposite way with that sort of you do some crowd work and talk to a couple, a married couple, and then that's when you bring the jokes out to hit. So a little bit of like roasting, kind of test them out. Okay, yeah. this couple's thing. Oh, and then you do the closet sex, or you know whatever it is that you have. I I I see a lot of comedians. They'll say a joke like in the beginning of their like they'll go on this whole rant story that's fucking hilarious. And then it'll be, um, you know, they're, they're talking about fucking Publix, right? right? Or shopping is a fucking pleasure or whatever. And then they'll go through their whole set and then they'll close touching base on the fucking hilarious joke that right, they said the in the comeback, beginning. Joke, the comeback. Right. So is there like a, like an equation that's, that's meant to fucking, you know. To build a comeback? To, yeah. Um, no, man, it's just all writing, you know, that's something comebacks are cool. Cause it lets you know, the crowd is paying attention to everything you're doing. If they laugh at the comeback joke, they got it. They were like, yes, right. Got it. But I think a good set has a little bit of all that, you know, a little politics, a little, the comeback joke, 
something about the room you're in. Like I always do that. I talk about whatever's happening in front of me. You know, the lights, the thing, this wall, what's this picture right here? And so I think that makes a good full set, you know, a little bit of everything, crowd work. That's where you hit them from every angle. All right, cool. Yeah. Do you, do you write? I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you write? Do you, uh, you <clears throat> like physically pen to paper? Do you do on your phone? Yeah, you I'm a pen and yourself? paper guy. Do you record yourself? I try to record sets when I'm out sometimes. Sometimes I just do like the, the voice. Um, but yeah, I'm a pen and paper guy. I got notebooks and papers all over the house. My wife hates that shit, but, um, I have stuff in my phone too, but that's how it is, man. You always have, like, I have a little notebook. I go everywhere with it and, uh, just put ideas every time something comes to me. This is no bullshit. I woke up the other night at two in the morning. Oh my God. To write something? To no, jerk, no. no, to jerk off. No, 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 no. This is serious. I, to wipe from, I am. <laughs> he's yeah, like, fuck. Exactly. He's like, my big guy. No. I don't I, wipe. Pay attention. When I do caca, I wipe. I wipe back to front, but when I do pee pee, I wipe front to back. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> I learned that from Danny. Yeah. Um, and I always tell myself, I, I'm a big, uh, you don't know this about me, but, and Danny does, but I'm a big comedy fan. Like, and I love the whole, I'm, I'm quite fascinated by the way somebody can put thought, take their thought and put it onto paper. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Right. Uh, I don't know if you know Uncle Scotchy. When when we interviewed him, it, I was like in awe the way this this man was able to uh, uh, put into to words his thoughts and put everything in the way he spoke so eloquently. And I'm a big fan of writers, although I don't read as much as I should. But it's all leading up to my story. I was peeing at two in the morning, and I'm thinking. I said, and I can't remember the joke. I can't remember the bit that I I thought about a bit, and I said, this is gonna be so good. I'm gonna fucking write this down, and I didn't. So leading up to that, I got kind of cranked because now I can't, I can't remember the fucking bit. It was really good. Yeah, I remember happens. laughing. Yeah, I know it. I know what the bit was. You woke up at two in the morning. It was dark, and you couldn't find your dick to piss. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That was a confession. <laughs> I, I opened up to you. I told you that in you bastard. Um, so yeah, you go to pee at two in the morning. It's something that comes into your brain. Do you have that notebook that you? Do you yeah. not skip a beat on that? Yeah. That's the way I, it works. I, yeah, like I have write stuff down all the time. I'll be like, I'll be in the yard and my girl will start talking. I'll be like, Shh. I have something in my head. And I like walk past all the kids to like get to a piece of paper, you know? That's awesome, man. Because somebody will talk to me and then that thought That's, is gone. It's gone, it's gone yeah. yeah. I know that tragedy all too well. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were, you asked earlier what were loser laps. Yes. Just touching base. Talk so, about it. So down here, we have an area which you're probably familiar with. It's called Coconut Grove. Yes. Yeah. Coconut Grove is... South Beach, too. In South Beach, okay. Coconut Grove... South Beach hasn't really changed, but Coconut Grove is not the same Coconut Grove that it was in the early 2000s and late 90s. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of bars. Um, you literally can do a bar crawl in the Grove. But in Miami, everybody was into their fucking souped-up car, the bass, the... Right. So... That sounded pretty good, huh? That's a good sound effect. That was pretty good. Yeah. What'd you have, two tens? Two twelves? That was two twelves. Yeah. Good job. Two twelves. Pioneer amp. Good amp. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people would get, a lot of the people were underage. So what they would do is they would go to certain gas stations that may or may not have required proper identification to purchase some beverages. So you would go get your OE or your Cisco or MD2020. <laughs> right, right. Horrible. And you'd get in the car, and it was just a traffic jam down Grand Avenue. And it was, I'm telling you, like hundreds of cars 
just both ways both like, ways and the loser lap was all right hey, what are we doing hey let's go to the grove all right you're fucking 19 20 years old and you're just in in traffic basically you just do circles around the yeah. grove driving you're drinking in the car drinking in the drinking car in the car the base you're checking out other cars you're checking out other chicks People walking by, you people know, you know, hey, what's up? Next thing you know, ah, and that's how it is. That's what we call loser, loser laps. Okay. What'd you do? So the big thing was, it was a Saturday night or a Friday night. You're like, hey, what'd you do last night? Now we hit the Grove. Once you said you hit the Grove, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> at 19, you know you can't get into any club. So you right. were doing loser laps. Right. Well, what'd you see? Nah, some chicks over here. Bro, you should have seen this car. It was dope as shit, blah, 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 whatever. So that's the loser lap. Yeah, Same like, thing in the beach. They'll go, at, like, they would party. You, you would do the loser laps, and then you either end up at somebody's house or, like, parks. Or you'd go to like to Hobie Beach, uh, off the Rickenbacker, and people right. would hang out there, and people would score alcohol, and they would come and they would fucking drink. But that—that's what the loser laps was, and that's what it was here in Miami. That's like what you would do, you know. Okay. There were some eighteen and over clubs that you would go to, but those were like the worst because it's Miami, right? So you have the Miami Bros. It was all bro, 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 and then it's it's guaranteed fights everywhere you go. And then, like, we would do loser laps at malls. Go to, like, the mall, walk the mall. Yeah, yeah. And guaranteed fights there, too, because you may uh, have had problems with somebody, and then he'll be with his fucking, his posse of, like, six, seven guys, and then it's like, hey, bro, I'm going to go jump you. And, and that, yeah. that, that, that's Miami in a nutshell. In nice the, to see. Jersey is pretty much the same shit. Oh, okay, right? cool. Yeah. Just a lot of under-drinking, fighting. Loser laps up there too. No, there was no. Uh, we didn't do loser laps. It was more like just drinking in parks or by the rivers and stuff like that. And then fighting and yeah, fighting, <laughs> bringing bats out, fucking robbing people. Jesus, what the fuck like is that. this? Pretty what was that movie? Fights. Sounds like the Warriors, bro. <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> like West Side Story, really. Shit. West Side Story. That's the one I was thinking about. <laughs> but, Maria, I like to live in America. Please okay. tell me you've seen that movie. Come on, man. West Side Story. Of course, bro. You never saw it. I never saw it. I'm going to lose it, bro. You need to see that movie, bro. Uh, no. Whatever. You're big into musicals. You I am. I'm super big into musicals. Are you? Bro. I think they remade it. They're coming out with a remake of it. I think uh, Lin-Manuel's doing it. Yes. yes. I know they did. They had at one point on Broadway, and I think at the Adrian Arts, they had it, but I think Lin-Manuel, Lin what's his name? Lin-Manuel. S-M-M-O. Yeah. I think he's redoing it. Yeah, I just saw a movie earlier today with my daughter. Vivo. Well, if you say Vivo? Hamilton, bro, yeah. you and me are going to fight, bro. No, Vivo, I saw it. And, bro, that guy's, that guy's talented, bro. Yeah. You know that he wrote the entire score for Moana? Moana? Yeah. Yeah. That, guy, that guy's that guy good. Is, that guy's badass. <clears throat> I was going to say something, and I just fucking You should have wrote it down. I should have yeah. wrote it down. 100%. Should have wrote it down. Fuck. <laughs> and it was good. You fucking interrupted me. Yeah, Miami's wild, though, man. I've been learning so much stuff from it's cool. here, bro. Yeah, so was that um? What have you learned? Yeah, was that a culture shock for you? Yeah, because yeah, I know sure. you 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 mentioned earlier. Well, last night you told us your wife's from down here originally, right? Or your she girl's is. from down yeah, here? Yeah, originally. yeah, she's from here originally. Are you You're Puerto Rican? I'm Puerto Rican, yeah. She's and you Colombian. would come and travel, right? I did, yeah, to see her mother, you know, stuff for like a that, week right? So, yeah. But to actually physically transplant yourself here, that must have been a culture shock for you, right? It was, yeah. Like the Spanish thing is so crazy. Like I speak Spanish, I'm fluent, right? I love Latino people, but it was like so intense. Like, oh my god, I would walk in everybody like, hi, yeah, and they'd be like, huh? Hey. What? I'm like, oh shit. You know, now I, I don't even speak English anymore when I go out. But. No bullshit. I, I, I tell people, <laughs> you fucking speak English. No, I know. I feel you, man. You never, you. you don't get that aggressive with people. That was a little no, intense. no, 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 that was no. Intense. I don't know. I'm saying, I'm telling you, but 
Yeah, no, I hate when you go like to to a place like hey, easy, oh, okay. easy killer. You go to the I bank and the bank teller is like, "Si, sí, cómo está?" I'm like, "Yeah, can I uh make a deposit? Un depósito." Yeah, and I purposely speak to them in English. Yeah, purposely. I get that sometimes, man. Where I'm just like, they're looking for you to speak Spanish, and I just keep going English. Yeah. I, I hate it because I sound like a fool when I speak Spanish. I'm, I, I don't speak perfect Spanish. So, like, I fuck up the, uh, what is it, the, um, like, the genders, you know, when it ends in A or O, like, and when you're talking fast. And then if I'm cranked, if, if you piss me off and I'm trying to fucking rip you in Spanish, oh, man, it's, it's the worst. It's bubbling. Sounds like I'm speaking Chinese. Yeah, it's bad. It's hilarious, but it's bad. <laughs> you're like, hey, I, I, I'll take over. I got you. I'll take over. I'll take you. over this one. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember I went to, they had this restaurant in Kendall. It's called uh, Amici's or something like that. Italian restaurant. Fire. Okay. It's in the hammocks. Yeah, yeah. And it says like from New York, straight from New York. This is when I first moved here. I'm like, oh, finally some New York shit. And I went in there. The, they have the buildings on the walls and everything. And the waitress came, hola, como esta again? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Authentic Italian in this lady. And then I'm telling her stuff. I'll take the linguine with this. She's like, she didn't even know. Like, ¿Qué numero es? ¿Qué linguine? Que? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ah, el número 13. Yeah, exactly. El número 13, el número 13. Es que eres spaghetti. Okay, yeah. Do you find... They make a hellacious sangria. Really? Yeah, if you go there again, they have a, a picture of sangria that's out nice. of control. Good to know. I like sangria. Jay, Jay looks like a big sangria guy. You do? I am. I like sangria. Yeah. I'm yeah. all drinks, guys. Do you drink um, before the set? Like, there's some people that don't like to drink. Yeah. I do drink. Have you been shit-faced for a set before? Sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you do better or worse? No, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I used to smoke, like, I smoke pot every now and then, and I used to do it before sets, and I stopped doing that too, man. Really? It's better to be sober for me, man. You're just so aware. You can hear everything, talk to the crowd. I used and, to, and then after, you're like, oh, great. After yeah, it's no, done, then yeah, it's party time. You know I mean? Yeah, of course. Fuck it. Let's do it. I, um, we were talking to Danny Boy and Carlos. Carlos, um... The Udi's Bell guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy, I know him too. Um, and I, we, we always come to this conversation. Comedy right now, in the times that we're living, it's kind of difficult, right? Because people pay to go to a comedy show because it's going to be funny. There's going to be bad words. There's going to be insults, maybe a little bit of roasting. But now we're living in times that people are super sensitive. Right. So you go to a comedy show. And then the crowd's like, oh, I can't believe you just fucking said that. Which I find hilarious because if I was, a co- if I was the comic, I'm just going to fucking just now drive that dagger. Yeah. And if I know that you're bothered by something, you're done. Right? Yeah. So uh, what's your take on that? With, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, if you're offended, then you shouldn't even be here. And I don't know, you need to fix your life. <laughs> you got a comedy show. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. It's just jokes. Get over it. Exactly. So the same way, if I say something and people are offended, I'm going to lay into it. The way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I've had people, like, walk out of shows. No, you haven't. Yeah. Really? You remember what you were talking about? It was, like, an old white guy, and I called him Archie Bunker. <laughs> it, <had> some, <laughs> it was crazy. It had something to do with a white guy and Archie Bunker. Guy, Archie Bunker. He was, like, VIP. He couldn't believe I was talking to him. And, I, you know, once I found out he was, like, a VIP, I fucking kept hitting him. And <laughs> he, kept hitting he got him. up and left. and. Uh, is that something that because you know a lot of comics um what's this guy's name that he used to be he was one of the kings of comedy with bernie mac and steve harvey D.O. hughley D.O. Uh, hughley 
He was a he's a big one that he loves to like fuck with the crowd a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. is that is that your style? I know you just said this story, but uh, like, no, not really. You know, I do it when it's the crowd work, but I just I like doing my jokes, man. Okay, I'm like that. Like you said, I love when I write something and then seeing you know 150 people laugh at it, and somebody come to me after the show. That thing you said about that, right? Yo, hit. We do it all the time. Same yeah. here. I'm I'm a big. I mean, my style of comedy is that is that the writing the, the writing portion of it. And to actually tell jokes, you can actually be funny with a story. For sure. And this, this and this and this and that happen. And that's the shit that, because it's real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if it's fucking fake and it's a joke that you completely fabricated as a story, that shit just draws me in where he is more malicious and he likes the whole picking at people and fucking with people and shit. That's his style. Am I wrong? Yes, you are. No way. I'm a fucking sweetheart. (laughs) Just like you're a solid seven, right? I have okay. seven sweethearts. And that's what we call the return joke. What's it called? <laughs> there you go. Comeback. The, the comeback. comeback. Uh, how old are your boys? Seven and uh, four. Seven and four. Yeah, we, we covered that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's probably so much you can get from them. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, my, my daughter's seven, and now she's going to come into, like, the bully years, right? Sure. She's going to get bullied. And I was thinking about this driving. I'm like, as a father, you tell your kid, defend yourself. You better not be picking on anybody, but, you know, like what your dad used to tell you, you better not start the fight, but you better fucking finish it. For sure. You know? If not, I'm going to kick your ass if you don't defend yourself. I'm going to take you back there. Yeah, uh, you're going to finish that, the shit. That was my, my old man's way. Um, but I was thinking now, like, bro, what are you going to do when your dad, like, let's say you witness, you're, you're, you're at the park and you witness your kid getting fucking picked on. Like, I had an incident where, I was, my daughter was in fucking like kindergarten, preschool, and um, she goes to Catholic school. So I walk in, and it's funny because like, you don't know all the other kids' names, so like, you, get, you, you create nicknames for these kids like, yeah. when you talk to the wife, right? right, right. So I'm home, and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll be at home. I was home, and she tells me, oh, my God, babe, there's this kid that was saying this and this, and Ali was, like, really sad, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, you know, you want to go on Tira Cojones now. You want to see who this fucking, mind you, is a pre-K, right? The right. kid's, like, fucking five years old. <laughs> so you go. So I nicknamed him Blockhead because this guy's huge fucking head. This little kid, big head. So I'm there, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being kept abreast of the situation that is happening with my daughter and this, this kid. So I, I don't know what it was. It was, like, fucking... Father's Day or something where the kids, they like, they break, they serve you breakfast, orange juice and a fucking bagel. And, you know, you, they sing you a song and huh, whatever. So I see Blockhead. And, man, I, I'm a father of one, right? So right. That, that little girl's precious to me. And I'm looking at Blockhead and I'm like, let this motherfucker do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to walk to the bathroom like fucking elbow him or fucking something. And then I caught myself like, oh, bro, what have I, what have I become? Right, but I was thinking about that the other day. Like, man, there, there's probably a lot of funny shit you can bring up, yeah, as a comic about this shit because it's relatable. Dude, I, I guarantee I, you, I do this shit. I everything you're talking like, I mush people's kids. You know the disrespectful kids at the park that like yeah. they jump on the columpia and push your kid out of the way and they don't give a shit. Yeah. They'll grab your kid's toy and run off with it and all that. Dude, I'm the one. I'll scream like, "Whose stupid kid is this?" <laughs> like loud as hell to make sure some parent heard me, or I'll like be by the slide and whisper like, "Move you idiot!" Like I'll just 
Whisper in his ear and the kid was like, what the hell? What the hell's wrong? This I'm that, that guy at the park. I'm the, like, I'm the I protect guy. my kids for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell him, like, yo, push his ass. Push like, his real loud so the other yeah. parents get so uncomfortable too. Like, what? Is he talking about my kid? Yeah, you're yeah, about to get pushed. Yeah, you're in the catch your ass. You're next. You're, you're next. <laughs> you're like, just push him or I'm going to push you. <laughs> dad's looking at you like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Well, yeah, man. I, I, I can only imagine being a comedian and all the stuff you can get. Being like, just average funny shit that happens to the average Joe. Yeah, you know? everything I do in my set, if you, is completely true. Really? Like, oh, so I you don't, don't fabricate I don't, shit? No, nothing, man. But you embellish something. It's all real life stuff. Yeah. All of it. Of course we embellish a little bit. Look at you. You're embellishing that you're a solid seven. Oh, my God. We, you know what? I do with the mask on. Exactly. With, my, yeah. with the mask. It's a seven, <laughs> solid seven. On the, can, I, can you pass me a beer, bro? We're drinking Stella's tonight. They are sponsoring the show. Shout out to Stella. Thank you. I want to I want to uh, bring up uh, a topic actually that's that's tends, that seems to be a current event, and I want to get your take on it. And it's a it's a little bit of a a softer spot in the skin, but um, what's your take on this whole fuck man? You really can't say too much, or you're afraid to say or not say because of what culture and what people are sensitive about. You know what I mean? Oh, especially now, like with fucking. That's what I'm saying. The far with, left, the far right. Yeah, you you get when you get up there, you're like, fuck, <clears throat> should I touch or not touch? Do or not do? Uh, I've heard both. We've heard both ends of the spectrum. Like, yeah, we try to be respectful. Others, they say, no, fuck it. I push it to the limit. Yeah. Until it's almost like cringeworthy, and then we're gonna see if it works or not works. Uh, we're living in a fucking society that's soft. Uh, we basically all grew up in the same time frame, maybe in different parts of the United States, but still very similar right uh this new generation as we've said it loud and clear here on this show and i continue to say it, we ha- there's a soft generation that we're living absolutely in. man um and people get all fucking hurt by what you say because everybody's super offended about everything because they whatever the case may be but how do you go about your sets and the things that you do with your comic life uh, in regards to that i have no filter man i'm that one that it's you know it's art so it's you should be able to do and say whatever you want if people get offended, I get it. it might affect your career a certain way. Some clubs might not want to mess with you or something, but that's bullshit, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, then that then I don't want to be at that club, you know. Correct. Um, there's clubs out here. There's a club in Miami that if they book you, they literally tell you no this jokes, no gay jokes, no this other joke, and you have to sign a paper to go perform over there. Fuck it, that's nuts. Dude. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, that's and so I'm against it, man. I, I I'm one that I'll just say whatever I want, and let me tell you, the crowd for that is out there. The crowd who appreciates you keeping it more, real. There's more of yeah, that yeah. than the other because the extremes on both sides, like we'll talk about politics right now, right? Yeah. Oh, you're a Trumper, you're a Biden guy. No, bro, it doesn't fucking matter. Like I, 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 I've said it loud and clear. I, I'm a conservative, right? Um, but I have some liberal views, right? I'm, I, I think I walk the, the middle on, on both, right? Like, yeah. for example, people are this whole COVID, the whole COVID issue. And some people, you know, a lot of the right think that the vaccine, your body, your choice. I went and got vaccinated because that was my fucking choice. Right. And I don't care what anybody fucking says. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to go ahead and fucking tell people, you need to get fucking vaccinated. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think now we live in a generation that people fucking give their input in things when you don't even ask for it. Right. Like I say all the time, if I'm going to go pay for a fucking... 30 bucks or whatever, $25 to go to the fucking improv. I'm expecting 
to go see something funny. Right. And what's funny to me may not be funny to you, but you, being the comedian on stage, you have to fucking kind of like appease everybody. You want to hit on everybody so everybody enjoys the show, right? Right. But if it's a part of your shtick that you fucking say that, a joke about the fucking current president or a fucking joke about Donald Trump and, and people get hurt, bro, it's, you're paying to go to a ha-ha show, right? Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, right, I don't care for the people that get hurt. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, that's good the majority of the people laughed I at love, it and you didn't like it whatever you know i love the fact that that you're that type of person and, oh, and, and you're that type of comic you know what i mean because again that's important to me uh and it's important to us especially in the business that we're in and and the stuff that we do and and what we're trying to get out there and the message that we're trying to get out there you know what i mean yeah. you should have the the ability and you should have the the freedom to go and do whatever it is you want to do and say whatever it is you want to say. You get on stage and For you sure. want to make a joke. It's a joke. If you can't fucking, if you can't fucking take it, then too bad for you. Now you have a problem. I don't yeah. have a problem. I'm here. Yeah. I got paid. I'm here. I, everybody else is laughing. You're the only dumbass that's not laughing. You know what I mean? So whatever, you know, that's just, I just wanted to get your take on that. I, you really, I like to ask all the comedians about that because it's, it's a pretty yeah, no, subject. It should be, you should be able to say whatever you want. Always. And that's know. who you are. You know, you can't, if you're adjusting your comedy like that for how people feel, then you're not being genuine yeah, right in on. your comedy or who you are. And that's most important when you do stand up. Yeah, because you're your own brand. Bro. Sure. You're, you're the product. Yeah. And people need to like you. And that's what makes you different from other people. You know? I still can't believe Oscar wipes. Oh, my back God. To front front. The, I can't unsee it. I'm like seeing it. The, crazy. The, you guys want me to give you a demonstration? Oh, no, I no. don't. I, oh, okay. My... my the pika pika you must get at all, bro. And shitty what, balls, bro. shitty balls. No, and then what all. if it's a sweaty day? It's like a hot Bonio, day. Man. I get the same swamp ass that you get. But do you ever uh, chafe? I mean, yeah. Don't you chafe? Yeah. Do you put dusty thing? Of course. So what do you do when you yeah, wipe from back to front? And yeah, I, I, you I have shit stains in the front of your underwear. <laughs> no pee pee stains, pee stains <laughs> from the vag, <laughs> from the vag area. But do you do you guys do you dusty thing preemptively? No, uh, only when I go to like uh like Disney, Disney. If, if I go you know Disney, you're gonna go to Disney, maybe not day one, but day two, you're putting Desatine. Gold for bomb sure. for sure. The power, it does go. That causes cancer, doesn't it? Does it? I don't know. Gold bomb doesn't the doesn't the 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 talking powder cause cancer, or is that just the Johnson you know Johnson what? one? Like that baby powder, yeah. Right? Doesn't that baby powder yeah, one yeah. have whatever it is in it? Let's keep sucking on these vapes that don't cause cancer <laughs> and fuck it, right? Like. But no, I preemptively, I, there's a preemptive strike in the nether regions if I know that I'm going to be walking for 12 hours, possibly getting wet, then getting dry, and then, bro, that chafe is horrible. And it's always, like, on the right side. Oh, my God. Don't? I just went to SeaWorld and didn't put anything. And? Yeah. You yeah, suffered. I was walking like a cowboy on the yeah, way out of you suffered. It's the worst. And it sucks oh because you re-rack, like, 12 times throughout the thing. Right. And you, you catch people, like, you, you feel... The, your, your fallen soldiers next to you. You see other dads that are pushing the fucking stroller. And some of them have, like, kids fucking, and they're just looking at you, and you can see the you pain. Feel the pain, yeah. The sheer pain from their face, and you're like, bro. Guys, I'm going to tell you one thing for sure that I learned. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to pass this information to you guys. Don't put the setting on before going to the beach. What? Well, I, well hold on. I, I wouldn't put anything on before. Yeah, because you beach. get, of course, you go to the water, you get wet, you come out, you get dry, you go out, then the sand. And then there's a thing, the desert thing, and then you have sand within the desert thing, and then the next thing you know, you're chasing. It's a war zone. I bet. Wow. Like Afghanistan, and you're nuts. Yeah. It's really bad. It's so bad. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me be your shining. <laughs> I got to get up on this, man. I don't use any of these things. Yeah, bro. Do you go to Disney often? I don't. I've been once, but I hate those places. I hate going to parks and all. Yeah? I do it for the kids, bro. It's a night. Bro, but I, I would assume that you can get so much fucking material. You can go to Walmart years. and get material. <laughs> yeah, Everywhere, that's, man. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> There's always material, man. It sucks too, cause like when you go to Magic Kingdom, like you can't drink there. Like there's no alcohol at Magic Kingdom at all. At Magic Kingdom, there's only to, like, one place that serves beer. Yep, yeah, no, it's not even beer. I think it's wine. Are you sure? I think it's beer. But you you need, nonetheless, you need a reservation to get to this place. Oh wow! So yeah, so it sucks. And good luck, and good luck smuggling liquor oh, in there. I got caught. We've, we've talked about that before too. I got caught nasty. Smuggling liquor into Disney. Yeah. Oh man, and these guys have a nose for it, man. And it's like embarrassing because you're the bad dad like, now. Like you're like, yeah. oh, you, oh, you pre-sealed the Capri Sun, huh? Huh? Hey, hey, John, come over here. We got a smuggler. Got you know. a drunk dad. We got a dr- and then, five. Hold they, on your pants. What? They, and they fucking shame you like in front of everybody. Like, <laughs> look what we got here. That's what I'm saying. Please, <laughs> sir, stand to the side, real loud. Mickey like, comes out. I'm like, ah, don't got you, bitch. <laughs> you know, it's like. What the fuck? But yeah, man. But then you go to like Hollywood Studios or anything in there. It's just they sell you whatever. Yeah. I just don't understand why they do that. No, I know. I, I'm I'm not allowed in Epcot. I got kicked out of Epcot. Really? Please share. Um, I just got trashed. You know the drink around the world yeah. thing? Yeah. That. Started drinking around the world. Fist bump me, bro. Was drunk. You know why? Because I've been kicked out of Epcot once and I've been kicked out of the pub twice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Escorted out of Epcot. I got, yeah, rolled out in a wheelchair. <laughs> Out of Epcot from, tra- you know how they do the, you know the bushes where they design, like yeah. it's like flowers. Yeah, I don't. Last thing I remember, I was crawling in that. You were low crawling, design- <laughs> and I like popped my head out like a meerkat. <laughs> and that's when like security was like, "Yo, get the fuck out of there!" <laughs> and I'm like crawling, trying to get away from security. Bro. Yeah, it was a tough day, man. I bet it was a proud moment for your for your wife. She was with me. Low crawling with you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. But she was there. Said, look at this motherfucker. Yeah. Jake, get out of the bushes. <laughs> Jesus. I was swerve. The security brought a wheelchair and wheeled me out of the fucking Epcot. Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome time. And, then, and they shame you. I bet. I would assume. Yeah, they, they were like, you. yeah, you can't come back, man. Don't come back. You're not allowed here. I don't know if it's official, but they uh, were saying, I don't know. Nah, you're good. Uh, now, now he tries to go back fucking five years there, and there's mug shots of you're him. Get, like, you're, oh. you're, in, you're, in, you're in the security. They're like, yeah, sir, you can't come in here. Yeah. What? <laughs> Remember that thing three years ago? We have your picture. It's me in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> but they said like, drinking around the world, like they set you up, right? Because oh hell yeah, you know they they go and they serve you a tall ass thing of alcohol or whatever, and then the food they give you is like a fucking bagel bite at each place, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah. it's so fucking expensive, bro. Then you go to Germany, the beers are this yeah. big. Yeah. yeah, same shit. Oh. They know what time it is. When I walk in there, yo, I line everybody up. Yo, car bombs. So, you know, I, I, I wish I could talk to somebody that works at that pub, the stories that they must have. Uh, one that, of them is going to be mine. I guarantee you. When, they, when we tapped out Guinness, how do you go into the English pub and they tell you, uh, sir, we, you, there's no more Guinness? Yeah. What the, this is Epcot. Disney owns this. How are you going to tell me that there's no Guinness in this pub? Yeah, that's nuts. Tapped it out. What about that tap? No, that's tapped out too. Maybe they were just lying to you because they wanted no, to they were lying. You were they cut were... off at that time. Yeah. They cut us off completely. <laughs> we had the entire bar singing Sweet Caroline. Do you know what that is? That's great. The entire bar was like this. Ba, ba, ba. Right. 
Next thing you know, I got fucking Mickey police in suits with the earpieces <laughs> in. And they're like, yeah. yep, that's him. Yeah, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> he drank all the Guinness. It's one of those. Hey, you got to come with us. What the fuck? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Hey, what, what are these subways like? Um, I, cause you just said Sweet Carolina. And um, there's like these artists, like these uh, street musicians that line New up York? at the subways. Yeah. 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 And I just saw like, I think it was, was in New York or Boston that they were all fucking singing that song in the subway that's like fucking it's gotta cool. be boston probably that's a boston song yeah man it's a every all up north everywhere man that song rings out yeah that's a, a badass song, song bro that's how you know when everyone's drunk when everyone's singing that Oof. it's gonna be a good night yeah from there on out for sure that's why i like some some comedians like to implement music in their scenes like um like we were just talking about um kings of comedy when um what's his name the fat one cedric cedric yeah cedric when he fucking does all the old school hip hop and he starts dancing, yeah, yeah, I, I fucking love when they when they do that. I bought, I bought that I bought that DVD. I saw it in the movie theater and I bought the DVD and I it was, that was such a staple movie for me, man. I remember going to the theaters to see that. Yeah, when Bernie Mac came out, I was oh my god, want some milk and cookies? That oh was killer, god. man. He oh. was teasing me. <laughs> who who is your favorite comedian? Martin Lawrence. Really? Yes. Martin That's Lawrence. A good one. Oh, Underrated, dude. Yeah. But his recent thing wasn't that funny. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he's still he's on tour right now, man. He's still doing it, but you know that eighty that early nineties junk that he was doing was you yeah. so crazy is one of his specials. Yeah, I don't know if that was that so shit great. Is hilarious. But he was he was the host of all the Def Jams. Mm-hmm. Like he was huge, man. Yeah, and his comedy's incredible. And Martin, the show is like yeah, it's iconic. It's nuts. Yeah. It's still on. I still watch it when it Absolutely. comes on. Absolutely, it's the best. Did you um? Did you like like? What were your thoughts on like these people that apparently stole jokes, like Pablo Francisco? They said Dane Cook. I liked. I was a Dane Cook fan. Me too, man. I thought huge I, Dane. Cook I love fan. how animated he is. Yeah, know. for sure. They said he stole jokes. They were saying he stole jokes. Uh, Pablo Francisco. I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of like like parallel writing, if you will. Like people just think of the same ideas. I'm sure, or they might have just blatantly stole jokes. I don't know how crazy that is, but yeah, I'm sure know. it happens, man. I, I, trust me, I go out there and I see comics doing. I'm like, man, that sounds just like my shit. Yeah, it happens. What happened to Eddie Murphy, bro? I don't know. That guy was. What happened to him? He did two specials. I don't know. Like sometimes I get it; they were awesome. I don't know how he's like this legend in stand up. You know? Oh, you don't think he was that funny? They were awesome. Yeah. Oh, hilarious! I owned them. Yeah. But you know, he's he wasn't like touring comic. Yeah, yeah. That like was all over and dedicated his life to stand up. So he's this. You know, I don't know, but I do. He is a legend. Yeah, I, I, but I just wish, like, I, I think he was working on a stand-up now or something. Netflix was saying that. So he says, yeah. So I, I that's I, the rumor, right? I keep but, on yeah. hearing that he's supposed to yeah, be making yeah, like yeah. a little comeback. But I want to, I want to see old Eddie Murphy. You know, I don't. Th- you're not gonna be able to see. I mean, maybe, but I mean, that raw that he did was just fucking. That shit was epic. You know who's funny? Bro? It was crazy, man. Like. What's that Italian guy? Sebastian Maniscalco. Holy oh. shit. That yeah, guy. Talk about another animated guy. That guy is animated. How he avoids people when they knock on the door. He makes them low crawl. Dude, that, that shit was fucking. By far, one of the, my favorite jokes of his is <clears throat> that his friend, got, his friend got the bow, the compound bow. As a for instead of owning a gun, he owns a compound board. You know what a compound board? Yeah. It's silent. <laughs> so the guy, the guy never knows you're gonna hit him. He goes, "What the fuck is that? You're dead. Pow! You're dead." <laughs> He's it's, great. He's gonna be here in uh in September, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I think all the comics are making a big a big push down here too. Yeah, yeah. 
between here and Texas. Well, because, you know, things aren't really closed right now. Yeah, but the scene is growing here. Like you were talking about before, you know, in New York, you could do five shows a night. You can't really do that here. You could do maybe one show a day. Yeah. You could squeeze. Actually, have two tomorrow. You have two tomorrow? So it tomorrow? happens. Yeah. But it's nothing like New York. So you really got to hustle and try to get on every show and do open mics. Well, that's why, like, when we were talking yesterday, you know, unfortunately, you know, so people, you were exposed to some, right? Not the rude people that were in the back, but some people saw your stuff and some people were like, man, if uh, one, one person in specific was saying, man, I wish people would shut the fuck up in the back because this guy was fucking hitting some funny shit. Um, it's, the guy was sitting in the table that you said that you were entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you and I were talking yesterday and that's what we need. That's what this show is about, you know, um, being a platform for up and coming artists like yourself. And then also trying to be a, a point in this movement down here, entertainment. Yeah. You know, because Miami really, people come to Miami, they don't think comedy. They don't. They don't. They, you know what they think? They think South Beach. They think Club Live. Nightclub. Yeah. yeah. They, that, that's what they think about. And uh, we have a buddy of ours that's really helping the Kendall movement. And he, he uh, works with tacos and tattoos. Okay. Um, he, he's a film guy. Dad filmed it. And he's really like pushing all this Kendall, the, these Kendall artists and and businesses, and it's cool, man. And I think that, you know, we being in the scene, if you will, of entertaining or hosting or podcasting or comics or music, there's no room for ego here or pride. Oh, this guy's better or no, no. It's let's come together so it'll be beneficial for everybody. Sure. And I think. Miami has is it it's the staple of Miami's like um negativity is that pride, that ego and you have all these mixed cultures that come in here and you know they don't want to show you the secret, they don't want to tell you anything cuz you're going to be better, or you're going to take it and that's not how this works. These, right. these other cities that we talk about, New York, uh California, Chicago, you know, Chicago, you know, these cities it's because it's they've already had that staple in their city for so long. Mm-hmm. That it's just it's a it's a revolving machine that's working here. It's kind of like we're building it. Miami, realistically, is still a young city. It's a ba- it's incredible from moving here from yeah. a just coming perspective. It's nuts. It, I can't believe that there's buildings still going up downtown. I'm like they just started building. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Jersey, there's no room. Everything's built. You know. Yeah. You know, you, if you watch on the Netflix show, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of against what Billy Corbin did because how they empower and they make like. All these uh, assassins, like Willie Falcone and all these people, how they make them look like so cool and they empower them in these, in these yeah, documentaries. He's, talk, he's talking about the Cocaine Cowboys, the new okay. one that just came Yeah, out. I watched it. Um, but it's so cool because it's history. And if you see these, bro, the 60s, you see video footage of what the city of Miami was, what the beach looked like. Dude, it's nothing. nothing yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about, what, 40, 50 years? Yeah. And we, we've amounted to a lot. But now on the entertainment side, we all have to come together. Absolutely. And, and that's what we try to do here on the show. That's why we try hosting as much as we can, getting out there and 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 putting people together. You know, like Molly Takedown yesterday, they, they want you to come. They, they, you heard what the yeah, yeah, singers yeah. are. He's like, the hey, next we, show. the next show. So, and I think that's cool, Absolutely. you know, that, that we have a part in that. Yeah. Like but, I said, I was mentioning to you yesterday that other cities, when artists come in, comedians or bands, whatever it may be, usually they have a, a place like a radio station that they can go and promote, hey, we're in the city. Mm-hmm five shows this weekend and Miami doesn't have that just yet. Like, nope. I think you guys would be the ones, you know? 
Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, it's it's tough now, man, because like podcasts, it's such a saturated industry, brother. It's like I think in 2020 during COVID, we we read an article. It's a billion dollar industry. Because it's it's kind of cool. Anybody can fucking grab, invest in the equipment, and then just start spitting on a mic and seeing whatever you yeah, want to yeah. do. It's just you gotta have some sort of substance and have some charisma and have really. It can't be a me 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 thing, right? It has to be about you. We we come and we 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 fuck around here, but the story's about you tonight. We highlight you, right? And people need to figure that out. And now it's like radio stations, like if it's not sports radio, for example, me, if it's not sports radio, it's a podcast I'm listening to or Apple iTunes music. You really don't tune into radio stations anymore. Right. People, like, I, I don't. I, I, maybe like one out of every five people I would say that they probably like listen to, to the radio stations. You have a famous DJ down here, uh, DJ Laz. He was in a, in a huge radio station called Power 96. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, so you know who DJ Laz is? I love him, yeah. All right. So now he's got his own. He was off. He was out of commission for a little bit, and yeah. now he has a, a, another radio station, like 97.3. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. And it's like, this is DJ Laz, and he's doing 90s hits. So you'll hear the Cranberries to, like, fucking Tupac on this shit. Wow. And it's kind of weird. It's, yeah. it's odd hearing this guy doing that. So... Me thinking on the back end, I'm wondering, hmm, is it because the radio stations are dying out because everything's gone to the internet? Yeah, know, every- I'm sure. Yeah. It's funny. I had this conversation with my dad the other day, and <clears throat> actually yesterday, you were in the truck. I had to go take something to my cousin's house, and we were, and asked me, you, you put satellite radio back in your car? And it, it kind of dawned on me, like, damn, satellite radio. You remember when satellite radio was a big thing, Sirius and, yeah. and XM and all this stuff? And I was like, damn, how much you pay? No, I think he pays... Told me something stupid, sixty bucks for the year. I'm like, well, I guess if you average it out, I pay how much you pay for Apple, X amount. Oh, yeah. I pay for Spotify, X amount. But Dad, yeah. why do you pay for that when you can have this? And it's that's the world that we're coming to, where nobody he doesn't even listen to the radio anymore unless he listens to a sports radio because he's a big fan of that stuff. But yeah, but on XM, I think you can do it on Spotify as well. But on XM, you can go to the comedy channel and they have yeah, yeah. twelve comedy channels. You can listen to comedy. All fucking day. Yeah. Fantastic. You know what I, I mean? Know. So I don't know if XM and them have podcasts, which actually, I'm sure they do. Um, but they have their talk radios and stuff like that. But it's the radio is almost becoming obsolete. And you can you can when you do listen to the radio, there's some radio stations that are really, really fighting for for air for airtime yeah, for, for sure. that fuck that validation of hey, come continue listen to us because this is what we do and, and it, it fucks everything up if you think about it. Cause that's a, that business, man, it's so it's so crucial. Like the, the commercials, like other business hurt. If the radio station hurts, radio is so important. Yep. And if they hurt, like who's going to go ahead and, and advertise their shit? You know, because everything's going to, to, to the internet, internet based. Yeah. Yeah. World of it, yeah. Like I wanted serious just for Howard Stern. Like I, I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. Yeah. And I, I would, I'd rather listen to talk radio than music sometime, majority of the time. But like I'm I mean, a big I'm a the business you're in, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. I'm, I'm oh yeah huge. for sure. And people are like programmed to pay subscriptions now, so they don't care about sixty dollars a month. That's a deal to them. Yeah, I'll pay that in a second. You know? Yeah, yeah, but all of us, right? Because you pay for Apple, like I said, or, yeah. or Pandora or Spotify, whatever the case may be. Which, which that we're all on the, all those platforms, by the way, guys. Yeah, we're on. All you can all listen platforms. to all our shows on those platforms. Yep. Man, you know what we should do? We should have. Uh, I would like to do a. If it's possible, like a uh, maybe a an hour bit on the hangout hour, where a comedian comes and just does his bit. 
It's kind of cool. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Why don't we just throw a live show and we can go live? That's even better. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And we listen to uh, four <laughs> or five comedians just go fucking go ham on the stage. It's a good time, yeah. Well, um. <laughs> all good ideas. All great ideas. Jay, What's in up? closing, I really want to thank you for, number one, for yesterday. Uh, it wasn't uh, the cookie cutter outcome that we've always, we would have wanted. But you made it work, and you, you pushed through it, and, and you're a soldier in our eyes, and, and you really came through for us, uh, given the circumstances of the show. Even prior, when we spoke, you came through. You came through clutch for us, which is a big. Uh, oh, I appreciate it. It holds it holds heavy in my heart, and I know D appreciates it as well. Uh, you heard Molly take down yesterday as well, so um, thank you for that. Thank you for coming in today, making the time again, taking the time away from your family, sitting here with us, and talking some shit, having some beers, and. And just uh, further getting to know each other, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure just being here with you. I appreciate it, man. appreciate it. Last night was fun, man. Absolutely. That happens. You guys were a little worried, but trust me. That shit in the comedy world, comedian world, that happens all the time, man. Yeah, but next time, but you roll with us, bro. We're all about loyalty. So we'll make it up, and um, definitely on the next one, it'll be worth, worth everyone's while. All right, cool. Um, so really quick, let's, uh, let's plug you a little bit. Um, this is, on Instagram, it's... Jay Moreno, J-A-Y Moreno Comedy. Uh, that's my Instagram. Um, what else? Well, uh, anything you put out, we'll probably we'll, we'll start uploading for gigs. You have a, two gigs tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be at Red Bar uh, downtown All right. at 8 o'clock, and I'm also at Selena Gold Dust. It's a hotel. Sounds like a strip club. It's right next to the strip. You know the Gold Dust strip yeah. club? It's literally right next door. Okay. So and then I'll Wednesday the you're at the Improv. And Wednesday I'll be at Miami Improv. Come check that out as well. All right. Say my name at the door, you're getting free. Really? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Fuck. Or, you know what? No. We'll, we'll take care of that. We'll get some. There's a little People scam. There? I'm smelling a scam here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's Miami shit right there. There you go, bro. <laughs> I'm uh, learning, bro. <laughs> uh, in reference to us, guys, again, like always, our main platform is Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well, even though we don't use it too much. Instagram is our, our main platform. Uh, you can listen to all our shows on every single platform you guys listen to podcasts on. Anywhere from Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google, uh, anything that you guys uh, want to talk about in the future shows, hit us up on a DM. If you are a local artist, a local band, a local singer, comic, a small business, and you guys want to come in, anybody really, we, we cater to no one specific. We just like to come in and talk shit, have fun, and, and, and keep it real as always. So, Absolutely. So uh, well, that's, all, that's all I got today. That was awesome, man. Absolutely. Thanks. I appreciate, appreciate it, you, Jay. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. Danny, uh, as usual. Stay sexy, Miami. All right. Oh. Oh. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot my phone. In the place with style and grace Allow me to lace these lyrical douches In your bushes uh, Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies The, the back, back of the, the club, club. Sipping my wet is where you find me what? The back of the club Macking yeah. holes, my crew's behind me uh, Mad question asking, blunt passing Music lasting But I just can't quit Because one of these